0: make it right the manufacturing podcast
1: how often does your manufacturing company bid on a project or improve a product or a process or even manufacture a new size of a product these activities cost money and in america they also qualify for r&d tax credits Though many may think that these research and development tax credits are for technology or drug companies, in fact, 70% of all tax credits are claimed by manufacturers. Welcome to the Make a Ride Podcast. I'm Janet Eastman. And this week on the show, we're going to look at ways American manufacturers can save a significant amount of money by using R&D tax credits. There are nine common activities that manufacturers perform things like determining requirements and quoting on sales projects to trial production runs and quality approvals. They can all qualify for R&D tax credits. My guest today is John Madsen. He's vice president and manufacturing practice leader at Blackline Group. Blackline Group are R&D tax credit experts. And John was last on Make It Right back in August of 2018, our very first year on episode 16. So it's great to speak with you again, John. Thanks so much for uh, being back on the show.
0: Hi, Janet. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share.
1: Oh, my pleasure. When I actually was looking at uh, Blackland Group's website recently, I saw this fantastic thing about the nine manufacturing activities that qualify for R&D tax credits. So I got really excited and had to give you a call. So you talk to a lot of manufacturers and right now I'm curious to know how they're doing in this time of COVID-19.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, In general, You know, business was uh, great in the beginning of the year. And kind of that uh, end of February, beginning of March, uh, the effects of COVID uh, began kind of a downturn on the manufacturing industry. And um, unless you were in some product related to, you know, the COVID with face shields or masks or something like that, uh, we we saw a dramatic slide in business, kind of that late February, early March, uh, hitting bottom right around the mid-May timeframe. Uh, hearing from businesses, they were off anywhere from 25 to 45 percent during this time. And uh, sometime kind of that late June, early July, uh, we started to see a little bit of a turnaround and for many of them uh, we saw kind of a, a dramatic spike in business and uh, polling many of them just last week uh, were they're expecting business to finish somewhere around like minus 10 percent to plus five percent so to go from you know minus 45 to you know minus 10 or plus five is a dramatic turnaround in a very very short period of time
1: Mm -hmm. so this is a good time for people to be taking care uh taking advantage of these tax credits are manufacturers actually doing that
0: we are you know my concern was that uh, business for blackline group would not be uh, very good this year if um, many of the uh, businesses we work with were going to have a bad year and um you know it seems like a lot of them at least our current clients are returning um, so there are a number of clients out there that uh, certainly could take advantage of this and use it to you know not only help the business but maybe reinvest in some technology or or things of that nature to help their business be even a little bit better um, some of the some of the companies out there were forced to lay people off uh, when the PPP money ran out. So this might be a good uh, revenue resource to uh, reinvest in maybe automation for some of those employees that uh, maybe didn't return to the business.
1: Mm -hmm. So you have um, a test that you can have people go through to figure out if they're going to qualify for these R&D tax credits. So explain how this four-part test works.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I think there's about 805 pages of tax code related to uh, R&D tax credits, but uh, Blackline Group, we just really like to simplify it. And the four-part test is, first of all, the permitted purpose. Are you intending to develop or improve a product or process for yourself or for your customers? So here's where a lot of manufacturers get hung up even if their customer gave you a blueprint or a cad file told you the material to make it out of uh, gave you the specifications that is the qualification to manufacture the part but the secret sauce comes in how you make that part so is there you know something related to function performance quality reliability or even cost reductions under that permitted purpose uh that these are kind of the highlighted activities that I could qualify uh, number two is technical uncertainty you know of course you have the capability or the methodology to make these products otherwise you wouldn't be in this business but it's how you make the product so in that how where is the uncertainty you know, unfortunately um, when i ran a mid-sized manufacturing company we threw probably 85 to 90 percent of the quotes we did right in the trash at the end of every year so we had a saying we'll worry about it when we get the job you know is that the right plan well when you're throwing most of your quotes in the garbage you're going to have some uncertainty when you are awarded that job so what is the uncertainty which is number two that goes hand in hand with number three, the process of experimentation, which is evaluating those alternatives. What is the best choice? What is the right machine to run it on to hold the tolerance? What is the, you know, are you going to prototype something before you go into full production or build a tool? So two, the uncertainty side, and three, the process of experimentation is answering that uncertainty question and then lastly is technological in nature so the activities must uh, rely on the following sciences which include engineering physical computer or biological science so at the end of the day could you claim an R&D tax credit for improving a website Uh, the answer is no it must rely on the four-part test
1: Hmm. and you were talking about all the quotes that you threw in the garbage even if you don't land a job, but you've done the research in order to apply or put that quote forward, is it correct in my understanding that you can actually apply for a tax credit for that?
0: Absolutely. The time that it is um, put forth to design the process, you know, basically, whoever is putting that quotation together has to consider you know, what type of material, how's it going to flow, or how's it going to bend, or, you know, based on the industry, and then all of the parameters related to that, what comes next? What is the process? Are you going to have to drill, or tap, or trim? And at the final stage, uh, how are you going to package it? You know, is it something that is so delicate that you may need some special packaging to get it from your manufacturing facility to Either the customer or the end product user. So the answer is yes. Um, these are qualifying activities, and the time put forth to put these quotes together. Now I'll qualify. It's new quotes. Uh, if you're doing a requote where you're just, you know, reevaluating, updating material price, or an outside vendor that is contributing to the manufacture of this product that would not qualify, but the time put into new quotes or even revisions uh, certainly can qualify.
1: I guess it all comes down to that word research, right? If you have to do a bunch of work to figure out um, how you would actually um, do the job that is associated with that quote, that's research and it's a tax credit.
0: (laughs) It is. It is, yes. Uh
1: Okay, so there are nine manufacturing activities that can qualify for these R and D tax credits, and some of them are quite surprising. Can you give me just a really quick overview of the activities that qualify? And I know you've mentioned a couple of them, but just give me a quick overview.
0: Sure, absolutely. Uh, Many times when people are looking at these activities, they forget about where the process starts to begin with, and that is with some of your salespeople. Now, each organization is. A little bit different. Some may have, you know, outside sales reps, internal sales reps, or salespeople that actually do the quoting. But you know, if a salesperson is taking somebody golfing or out to lunch, obviously that is not an R&D related activity. But what I like to say is, if they're involved in a portion of the fit, form, function side of the equation. They are now starting to gather information that they may use to quote that project themselves or hand that information off to an engineer that may help design a tool or whatever related to that. So this is where we start you know, in the sales. Then it may go to design meetings where the salesperson is handing off the information. Again, depending on the size of this project, Uh, you may get a number of people involved Uh, what I did was you know if it was a unique welding uh, job I would bring people from the shop into this meeting to help participate so we could engineer actually the very best process which should give us the very best uh, quote or make suggestions back to the client that makes it easier for us to manufacture And again, hopefully lower their quote. Uh, It could be related to, you know, once you're awarded that project, you know, who's beginning the process, who's designing the layout, who might be doing, you know, if it's sheet metal, a flat blank layout or designing the process. uh, Sometimes estimating will put together their best guess, but now that that project has been awarded, sometimes uh, some companies will have somebody do a overview to make sure that process still makes sense next step could be tool making you know who's doing the drawing who's doing the product drive tool layout who's building that tool these are all qualifying activities Um, could be engineering that process now did somebody come up with a better idea You know, let's incorporate that Uh, once it hits the shop floor. You know, how do you prove out that process? You know, setting it up. We look at not only the person doing the activities, but we can look at one-up supervision. Or in other words, who do they ask if they have a question or a concern? So it could be related to, you know, setting up the job. Who is setting it up for the first time? Uh, Who's doing the programming? You know these are related activities that certainly could qualify including quality they are part of the process so if they're writing an ICER or PPAP um, some of these things that is uh, determining that the product that was manufactured is not only good but it's stable you know that product product one they manufactured is the same as product 100 so it could even be uh, warrant part submissions uh, control plans uh, fmeas these were all related activities that could qualify under the quality and then back to packaging you know if you're dumping them all into a box a standard cardboard box of course that would not qualify but you know today returnable containers are know important if it's a large uniquely shaped item uh, there may be some design work that goes into that returnable container or even if it's a small machine delicate part uh, there might be some uniquely designed egg crates again to protect that product until uh, it reaches its final destination
1: So those are the nine that actually qualify. What are some of these qualifying activities that are really hard for manufacturers to spot or recognize?
0: You know, to the untrained eye, many manufacturers really don't realize what could qualify because they are just doing their day-to-day activities and uh, really don't have that manufacturing eye to look at it as a third party but um, you know these are some of the activities that qualify even you know maybe maintenance you know that is kind of a a hidden gem as well and by maintenance you know it is not oiling presses or or things of that nature but many times that maintenance person or team has some unique skill sets that you know, I need a tray this high to catch the parts so we don't damage them, and after a little bit of grumbling from the maintenance crew, uh, sure enough that afternoon they come back with something they designed and built. So things of that nature may also be included into uh, the manufacturer's R&D tax credit.
1: Wow. So in this time of COVID, like some manufacturers have completely changed their products and their processes to meet the challenge of COVID-19. So this would be an example of where a manufacturer could really take advantage of the R&D tax credits in this particular year, right?
0: Absolutely. Um, Many manufacturers, um, you are ingenious. Just leave the manufacturing community alone and they will figure out how to abide by the rules, uh, whether it's a pandemic, or tax change, or whatever it is, uh, they're, they're geniuses. So even related to this, did they develop a new product? You know, again, are they making face shields? Are they making something related to COVID? Uh, so if they've developed a new product, or a new process for themselves or for their customers, could be dividers between employees, uh, could be in dividers for lunchrooms, again, to help keep their, their employees or, you know, even make that product for sale. These are things uh, related to COVID that certainly are worth talking about and could qualify.
1: Hmm. So what is the actual key to being successful when applying for tax credits? You might be doing all of this stuff, but how do you prove that you did it?
0: Sure and that's where we partner with those manufacturers and help them you know qualify those activities Uh, we won't claim a dime on your behalf without justifying and knowing so uh, working with a tax partner is certainly a activity that would would help so knowing the tax law knowing the four part test and knowing you know, the activities, uh, what we do is we walk through those activities and uh, give the clients a uh, estimate of what their state and federal credit would be along with our fee. So at that point, they would know what that credit is, their ROI, and uh, related to that, they would be able to determine if this is an activity that makes sense for them.
1: Is there documentation that they have to provide and time tracking for their employees and whatnot to to show how much time and activity was invested to apply for these tax credits, not to apply for the tax credits, to actually qualify for the tax credits?
0: Yeah, uh, certainly if uh, the business has time tracking, uh, that is a great place to start because many of the employees in the factory uh, do track their time, punch in and out of individual jobs. That is extremely helpful, but not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you've got your engineers, maybe you're quoting people on salary in kind of the office. What we do is we interview them. And these activities now are documented based on, again, that four part task. You know, where was the permitted purpose? What was the uncertainty? And again, what did you do to solve that uncertainty? So those are the things that we help them qualify and document.
1: Are there some tax credits that almost all manufacturers should be able to claim?
0: Sure. Uh, Of course, uh, many manufacturers went out there and they're aware of the CARES Act. And with the CARES Act, uh, I think that started about March 27th of 2020. You know, there are some Things within the CARES Act, of course, everybody heard of the PPP, but some things out there that are not maybe as known are the net operating losses that can be carried back, you know, up to five years. So if you had um, maybe losses in 2019 or even 2020, uh, even a loss incurred in 2018, they can now be carried back. Uh, a previous of five years so that's something they can work with their CPA on so if they were profitable you know five years ago those losses could be feathered out making this year you know a little less painful for the manufacturer.
1: Hmm. Okay so explain how the total Qualified Research Expense, or the QRE, is calculated, and also just how the value of the tax credit is determined, so people can get an idea of, you know, what potentially, you know, if they're guesstimating, what their tax credit might be.
0: Sure. What we do under the qualified cost or the QREs, there are three main areas to look at. One is wages. So again, we go back to that four-part test, who in your organization is doing something related to the four-part test? And we would look at their W-2 box one wage, and through conversation and documentation, we would determine, you know, at that point, who qualifies, who does not, or a percentage of the day, week, month, year, that they do qualify. So, for example, a salesperson may only qualify at a lower percentage, an engineer may qualify at a much, much higher percentage, uh, set people, all of these people will qualify at a different rate. So we would look at uh, their W-2 box, one wage, uh, let's say it's $100,000 simply because I like easy math (laughs) and uh, you know a salesperson qualified at 20% of their day so 20% of a hundred thousand is twenty thousand dollars that would go into the qualifying cost bucket we would then go through all of the employees that are related to again the four-part test and get a total of wages The next thing we would do is look at supplies. So, under supplies, what was used in the process of experimentation? What was tried? You know, if you're a machine shop and uh, there was this very unique cutter out there that was guaranteed to give you five times the tool life, but it was $1,000. And you kind of say, oh, you know, that's pricey, but if, you know, we're going to get five times the tool life, It might be worth it of course I'm making this all up as we go so the R&D tax credit is there to offset some of that risk of trying quote-unquote R&D related activities so if that thousand dollar cutter did not work that's something that you could drop into the supplies bucket or if you're building a tool things related to that there are items within building a tool for the first time that can drop into supplies. And then lastly is contractor research. So under contractor research, uh, to simplify it, what I like to say is some expertise that is needed that may not be within the four walls of your building. So it could be an influx of business and you had to reach out to a Another engineering firm to help you or you hired some 1099 employees uh, engineers to help you solve a problem or lay out a building or something you know we're gonna look at all of these activities and help you determine if that qualifies or not Um, could even be as simple as uh, reaching out to a metallurgist to verify the product you're building Or the raw materials you're using is exactly what it says so things of this nature you know outside of your expertise that is needed to help you with this product so those would be the three main um, areas under qualifying cost so then what we would do then is total that all up based on your wages supplies we can take those at 100% of your invoice contractor research, we take that at 65 percent of that invoice, do our calculations and somewhere between 8 and 12 percent. Again, this is a very (laughs) uh, generalized uh, discussion, but 8 and 12 percent of that grand total would eventually be your R&D tax credit. So again, some states allow state credit But, of course, federal credit would apply to all manufacturers.
1: Wow. Okay. So I'd like you to share a story with me where you've seen R&D tax credits benefit a manufacturing company.
0: Oh, let's see. Um, I've had 40 years in contract manufacturing. So (laughs) when I am able to walk into a factory and look around, um, there are opportunities everywhere and this was a manufacturer in Minnesota and uh, about 12 to 13 million in revenue is the size of the business. Um, He said, you know, I've had two or three other firms come in here, John, I do not do R&D. I just make custom products for my customers. So custom products is one of those (laughs) trigger points that goes off and said, Yeah, can can we talk a little bit more? Long story short, uh, like many manufacturers, they have displays in in their lobby, and uh, having an engineering and tool and die design background, I can't just look at them. I got to pick them up. I got to hold them and look at them. And uh, when the owner walked into the room, my first comment was, you know, if you form this burr down. Uh, on this form, you wouldn't have spent so much time grinding this particular part. And he looked at me and said, you're no ordinary CPA, are you? And uh, (laughs) I said, I never claimed to be a CPA. So fast forward, uh, we took a tour. Uh, We went through the four part test. We gave him an estimate of what we believed his credit would be. Uh, We actually exceeded that estimate. And that 13 million in revenue customer, we found them 1.3 million dollars in tax credits. <laughs>
1: wow! Wow! So,
0: so I in bet turn, you he was
1: happy with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I made his Christmas card list.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what in turn, what he did was he reinvested that right back into his business. You know, so he bought a new brake, he bought a used turret and a laser. And he said, "You know, because of the R and D tax credit and the expertise that came with it, he said I can see myself being profitable by manufacturing parts in an updated, new way uh, to be profitable well into the upcoming years." So, uh, just one of many stories we have at Blackline.
1: Wow, that's amazing! So he did. He did say that that key word, which was custom, which means. Research so these are things that you really have to if these are falling out of your mouth when you're talking about your business You probably do qualify for an R&D tax credit Um, John, I'm curious for some tips that you can give to manufacturers when they're looking at their business, you know Just that really top-line overview. Like if I take a quick look at what I do in my business Can I see some R&D tax credits? What would you give them as tips to look for?
0: yeah the the first tip is if you are a contract manufacturer i mean that is a sweet spot because you are manufacturing custom products for your customer um if you have uh, maybe tried some automation if you are looking at uh, upgrading equipment uh, some things related to this and even related to software there are opportunities in software not you know buying the latest edition of solidworks but if you are actually writing code to customize something within your manufacturing facility there might be opportunities related to that
1: wow okay we're almost out of time john but blackline group has this one minute assessment that can help business learn if they qualify for tax credits and it is on your website so it's pretty quick to to fill out and it's right on the how we help section of your website is that correct
0: that is correct www.blackliongrp.com backslash how dash we dash help and uh, i would be more than happy to talk to anyone and just walk them through the process to see if this qualifies and would help their business you know be a little more competitive grow faster and increase their profitability
1: well there is gold in them their tax credits uh john so thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me
0: thank you so much for allowing us to share with the manufacturers and uh, hopefully they use this money to reinvest it back in their business
1: John is with Blackline Group. It's John Madsen, and he is the vice president and manufacturing leader at Blackline Group. they are D tax credit experts. That is our show this week. You can check out Twitter and LinkedIn feeds to share more manufacturing information with you. And you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. Make It Right is brought to you by Kevin Snook. He's a leadership advisor and author of the best-selling book, Make It Right. Five steps to align your manufacturing business from the front line to the bottom line. I'm Janet Eastman. Thanks very much for listening to Make It Right.